In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Hey guys, welcome to this week's edition of Welcome to Madlanta. We appreciate you guys making us your weekly destination to catch up with some of our favorite uh, Atlanta and Georgia guests, uh, both past and present. Let's not waste any time. Let's get to this week's edition of Welcome to Atlanta. All right, Ben, uh, as we uh, kind of get this thing rolling, let's, uh, let's start general and then we'll, we'll work our way down. If I asked you if the Braves on paper are better this season than they were last season, what would you say? I'd say absolutely. Uh, I really would. And it's because of the pitching. Um, I mean, it's the same lineup, so I, I don't know that they can be significantly better offensively, but they were so good offensively last year, so I've got high expectations for that. But I think the pitching is so much better. I just think you have a lot more answers uh, than questions this season. And that's not just the rotation. That's the bullpen, too. And I like what I've seen here in spring training. So pitching and defense, uh, definitely the fundamentals of this game. And this team seems to have it. So I'd say that the, the team should be better than they were last year from that perspective. And then, too, Matt, I think you throw in what you accomplished last year. I think there's a certain confidence that comes from uh, accomplishing uh, goals and, and having success. And this team won a postseason series for the first time in 20 years last year and got one game for the World Series. So given how much better I think they are on the mound, and then, of course, the uh, the intangibles of having a, a, a confidence and having so much to build on from last season, I think they'll be a better ball club. Well, and maybe if you want to do the intangible thing, maybe the chip on their shoulder of coming so close. They weren't the better team, uh, but they had that 3-1 lead, and that's sometimes hard to, to get over, or in this case, maybe uses more motivation. Yeah, I think so. I, I that's a really good point because, I mean, maybe the better team doesn't always win, and last year the Dodgers were the better team, but the Braves almost pulled it off. I mean, I, I look back and, and see – where they were after four games, I man. I look back at that fourth game. Bryce Wilson beat Clayton Kershaw in Game Four, <laughs> and and not to say that you know Bryce isn't a good pitcher, but things were happening that you just wouldn't expect to happen. Um, you had AJ Minter go out there and was had what seven strikeouts in three innings, and uh, you had Christian Pache hit a home run. You just had things going on that you just didn't expect. It wasn't just Freeman, Acuna, uh, Freed. It was other guys stepping up. But I think when it comes to the postseason, you you have to have guys that. Come out of nowhere and that was happening and you got to the point where you thought this is going to happen they're going to go to the world series and i like their chances to win the whole thing and they finished just short and i think that's definitely a real thing where uh, you take the disappointment of last year and you bring that into march of the following year i think that's definitely on everybody's minds i think they know that um that, that disappointment is something that they don't want to feel again they know how much better they can be this year so i think having that chip on their shoulder is definitely something that's going to continue to motivate them and fuel them through 2021 all right before we talk about some of the nuts and bolts let me ask you about uh, something that was written mark bowman had to sit down with freddie freeman and as we record this freddie freeman said the braves had not even approached him to talk about his contract yet and i'll use the words that i 
you know, kind of thought when I read it that shocked me that there have been not even discussions about a framework or here's what we're thinking about. And I felt like Freddie put it out publicly to say he was kind of surprised they haven't reached out yet. I was surprised. I had heard that. That one thing that I had heard during the off season, and I don't know how much of this is true and how much of it isn't, but there was a conversation right after the season ended, and then that was it. So having Freddie say that publicly kind of confirmed what I had heard uh, over the last few weeks leading up to spring training, and I was surprised by that too. And I think that the Braves know they can't lose Freddie Freeman, but I, I think we all expected there to be a contract this off season. I think we thought that of the two main things that we would see take place this offseason, it would be a contract extension for Freddie Freeman and re-signing Marcelo Zuna. Well, one of those two things happened. Maybe happened later than we anticipated it happening, but it happened. The other one didn't happen. And I think we all felt like coming into spring training, this is something that will hit uh, while we're down here in Florida. This is going to be uh, a great storyline that they have to start the season. And here we are with just a few days left in camp. And that has not happened yet. So I'm surprised at that. I don't know what the plan is for that. I would assume that that's going to take place and he will be a lifelong brave. I think both parties want the same thing. The team and Freddie, I think both want him to be here for the rest of his career. So uh, the fact that he wasn't approached according to him is very surprising. And I'm not a general manager. Those guys know how to do things that I've never even thought of. So I'm sure that there is a plan. I'm sure that they are, are uh, they have a plan in place to have Freddie an offer at some point soon. But the thing is, once the season starts, I don't know how interested Freddie is in getting to the business side of all this. I think once the season starts, a lot of players just want to focus on the game, focus on the season, worry about the business stuff later. And if the deal doesn't get done uh, before opening day, sometimes those guys don't want to even go there until the season ends. So I don't know what camp Freddie is in for that, but I am surprised that that was the case with Freddie. The other thing I thought that was interesting from the Bowman piece, and, and we rarely ever think about the personal side of an athlete because we see them playing in our TV or on the field when we mm -hmm. pay for the uh, ticket, he talked about kind of how distracted he's been for obvious reasons during this spring, and he hasn't hit the ball well, talking about being away from his wife and his two newborns, how just difficult and how much it's weighed on him, and he said he can't wait for the flight back from Washington after that first week in the regular season, so that's kind of an interesting thing we don't even consider. We just think MVP Freddie Freeman, and here's the personal side of it. I can't imagine what that's like for him this spring because I, I know what that is. I mean, everybody who works in, in baseball, whether you're a player, you're a manager, you're a coach, you're an umpire, it, it's you have a life. You're a human being. Uh, you come down to Florida or you go over to Arizona, you're there for six weeks and you're away from the people that you're normally around. And, and I'm sure that can be a lot of pressure on, on players because not only are you away from your base, but you're having to perform and having to go win a job and having to get ready for a season. There's a lot in that. And not to say that, uh, you know, these, these four guys just have the worst of it because they have a great life. But it, it's at the end of the day, they're human beings and they have family and they have friends, they have kids and they have responsibilities and other things going on outside of baseball. So it was an amazing offseason for Freddie. I mean, he wins the MVP. The team had so much success last season. He welcomes not one but two new boys into his household. And I've never had a child, but I imagine for anyone who has to have that child, much less two of them, and then have to leave and be away would be extremely challenging, all while, while having to perform. I mean, that's the thing. It's not just being away. It's having to perform on top of that. And, uh, you know, Freddie hasn't had a, a great spring in terms of numbers. I wouldn't worry about any of them. I'm not worried about Freddie Freeman's performance. I think once, the, uh, once they have opening day and get things going, he'll be the same guy that he's always been. But I'm sure 
it's a transition for him, and uh, he wants to be with his family, and I completely understand that. There's a lot more to Freddie Freeman than just Freddie Freeman, the ball player. You'd say that for any of these guys down here. Yeah, if, if anybody is, is worried about performance or questioning Freddie, just think back to a year ago. Coming off COVID, he had 30 at-bats in three, in three games in, in the exhibition uh-huh. season, and then here's Jacob DeGrom in the opener. So, for, yeah, Freddie, Freddie will be just he'll be fine there. Okay, let me ask you about a couple of – um, individuals in the lineup. Let's start with Ronald Acuna. It was a weird season last year. The numbers still looked pretty good considering he was battling injuries and just never looked right, Ben. But the healthy Ronald Acuna, if we can pencil in 150 to 155 games, there's no reason to think 40-40 is not back in the picture. Oh, 100%. And he's that talented. And I think we forget sometimes how young he is. He's only 23 years old, and he's going to put up big-time numbers. And and the number that I look forward to more than anything is runs scored. I mean, you go back to 2019, and he led the league in runs, uh, led the league in stolen bases, too, and only, only had eight last season, only had nine opportunities. But I think once you have a regular season, 162, it's not just homers. It's not just RBIs. You're going to see stolen bases. You're going to see a pretty good average. You're going to see runs scored. Uh, all these other – uh, metrics that you want to use to really detail who he is as a player. I think those numbers will be there. And and just seeing him continue to develop, because I think he's going to continue to get better. I don't know how much better he can get because he is so talented, but he's only 23 years old. And when I see a, a guy who two years ago at 21 years old led the league in runs and led the league in steals and drove in 100 runs and hit 40 bombs, and uh, I, I, that's just – that's mind-blowing to me that someone can do that at 21 years old. Uh, so he's going to continue to thrill us. He's going to continue to put up big-time numbers. He, he's still learning. I think there's still aspects of his game that he's getting better at. So, you're, yeah, you're going to see times where maybe he kind of turns it off for a little while, like most guys can tend to do. Everybody hits a slump here and there. But when this guy surges, I mean, it, it's a hotter surge than just about anybody else in the league. And he's so dangerous. And if, if I'm putting myself in the shoes of an opposing pitcher, even if, if Acuna is over his last 10, I, that's the last guy I want to see. I don't want to see that guy coming up over 10 and overdue to do something crazy. And I also think that psychologically what it does to other teams, putting him at the top of the order is something that we shouldn't overlook. Uh, you, you think about your, your typical – uh, leadoff guy. He is not that. I mean, you you start you say play ball, and I'm the opposing pitcher, and I got this guy climbing into box, and I got to face this guy right out of the chute. Uh, that's dangerous. I mean, it really sets a tone, and you, there's no escape in this lineup. There's no uh, there aren't too many places to go find outs. And when you're starting things off against this guy, and he can hit the first pitch out of the ballpark every single night, uh, it, it really sets the tone for the rest of the order. So I'm thrilled for what he could be. I, I expect him, so long as he's healthy, through 162 to easily be an MVP candidate for multiple years. Um, he's got three top 12 finishes and one top five finish, and he's not even 24 years old yet. So I, I expect him to be someone that um, continues to be extremely impressive, and I think he'll be an MVP candidate by season's end. Follow the podcast, Spark, on social media for live updates as new episodes hit and behind-the-scenes looks at all our shows. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Podcast Park. I want to talk about one of our great sponsors at the Rhodes Group. Yes, my buddy Clayton Rhodes and the Rhodes Group are a proud sponsor of us here at Welcome to Atlanta, and they're also my insurance company. Uh, It was about, I don't know, four or five months ago now that I finally realized why am I paying so much for my home and car insurance? 
I don't think we realize as the consumer we should be shopping or having somebody in a professional setting shop those rates for us. So I had the professionals at the Rhodes Group shop my rates, and they ended up saving me a boatload of money. I'm talking about $2,000 for my home and car insurance. By now, you guys know it's a great time to refinance your home. You see all those rates. Well, you might not know it's also a great time to shop your home insurance. Home insurance rates creep up every year, and the only way to get the best policy and the best rate is to work with an independent insurance agency like the Rhodes Group. Here's the deal. You can get up to 10 insurance quotes in 10 minutes from the Rhodes Group at no cost to you. You want to visit them online. I got a special landing page for you. You can go to roads-group.com slash churnoff. It's spelled R-H-O-A-D-S. Roads-group.com slash churnoff. You can also see the link up at Real Matlana on Twitter. They're my insurance company. They're going to do this at no cost to you, and you're going to end up saving a boatload. The Rhodes Group is the answer to saving money and getting the best in insurance coverage. Again, the Rhodes Group is the place you want to go. Tell them Matt sent you. Go to roads-group.com slash churnoff. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps it $5 minimum balance required. So, Robert, I want to thank you for your time. I just don't think you're the right person for this position. I don't understand. Was it something I said? Well, we did a background check on you and found some things of concern. If you're in charge of hiring for your company, you know how helpful a background screening can be. That's why companies that use Horizon background screening make smarter hiring decisions. Don't let the wrong hire put your company at risk. Get the real story on your candidates at horizonscreening.com horizonscreening.com Now I know there's always the debate about where to hit him in the order which thankfully it's gotten quiet over the last couple of years but Ben as much as you're right and I agree I love just knowing the pitcher can't settle in to know he's always lurking here he comes for the second at bat and by hitting him lead off when we get late in the game I might get that extra AB with him with some runners uh-huh. on base I mean that's just it's it's an incredible advantage but I want to talk about the guy behind him because I often think Ozzy because this lineup is so good because Acuna gets so much attention and Freddie's the MVP and Ozuna killed it last year Ozzy was banged up last year too we didn't see the typical Ozzy that we've seen which is mid-20s home runs tons of extra base hits like he is a legit game changer too and if the Braves are going to go more traditional lineup Ozzy hitting second I expect he bounces back with a big year I think so too, and, and I, I hate nobody wants to be Robin with, with Batman, but <laughs> he he's kind of that guy. It's like Freddie and Acuna and Ozuna, and all of a sudden you look down, and, and here's this guy who's five eight, 165 pounds, who, who's doing big time things against your team. He led the led the league in hits two years ago. Uh, last year, if it's not for the injury, I think he's among the leaders in, in hits. And he just gets on base. I think the only thing you'd like to see him do more of is maybe take a few more pitches. But I like his aggressive nature. Um, I love having a two-hole hitter who's a switch hitter who makes contact like he does, who can get on base, steal a base. And I love the thought of those guys coming up to the plate and hopefully a a young Christian Pache being on base because he's probably going to be hitting eighth. Uh, I love that, that if Christian could find ways to get on base, take his walks, that he could be there for Acuna and all of these. But Ozzy's such a spark plug for this team. And not just 
uh, with his play, but with his personality, who he is. And while he's kind of up there in the top of the order amongst giants with Acuna, Freeman, and Ozuna, he's equally as dangerous. And I think there are lots of pitchers that would tell you, yeah, I'm worried about Acuna, Freeman, and Ozuna hurting me. But this guy is is uh, he's such a pest. He, he's so tough at the plate. He's going to get on base. Uh, he's going to score a bunch of runs and can turn a single into uh, into a double by stealing a bag. He can score from first base, and he's just going to give you tough at bats from both sides of the plate. So uh, while he might get lost in the shuffle sometimes amongst those big-time names, he, he's so dangerous. And I wouldn't want to face him uh, as a pitcher because I know that if this guy gets on base, look who I got coming up behind him, uh, and he's going to give me a tough out. So I'm a huge Ozzie Albies fan and love what he brings to this team. Well, I would argue he's one of the better two-way players when you add what he does defensively. I mean, if you told mm-hmm. me at the end of the year he wins a gold glove and a silver slugger, neither one would surprise me because we know he has that that ability. I want to ask you about Ozuna, who just the numbers were through the roof. So when I say I expect some regression, it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. I still think 30 home runs, the 100 ribs, the runs scored, the presence in the lineup can be there. Um, I, to me, that's not a big deal. That's fine because I expect those numbers offensively. How much do you concern yourself with the defense? Do we make too much of it, or is that something to, to pay attention to? I think sometimes we go a little bit overboard with it. And, and what I mean by that is, is look, he, he's not going to get out there and be on the highlight reel every single night. He's probably not going to win the gold glove. However, I've seen worse left fielders in Braves uniforms over the last six or seven years. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't I don't see how he's worse than, than Evan Gaddis defensively or, or <laughs> yep. some others. Nothing yep. against those guys, but yeah. you, the reason you had those guys in there is because of what they could bring offensively. That's what Marcel could do. And when the Braves signed him going into last season, you signed him before you knew there was going to be a designated hitter. You knew he was going to be your left fielder. So uh, the games that he can win with his bat versus what he can cost you with his glove, I think it's a ratio that's really not even all that close. At the plate – I, I look at his last three seasons, and you'd think that you just pulled three different stat lines from three different players because none of them really match up. Right. Home runs is consistent. Uh, RBI is pretty consistent, but the average is he goes 280 his first year in St. Louis. He goes 240 the year after that, and then he goes almost 340 last year. So which of those three guys is he? I'd say if he's two of those three, you're fine. I don't think he's going to have a 240 hitting season. That's the only year he's really ever done that. That's kind of an outlier offensively. And while he hit 338 last year, if he could be the guy that he was average-wise three years ago it's first year in St. Louis hitting 280 and give you the power surge you expect where he's 25 to 30 bombs or more where he's 85 to 100 RBIs or more that, that gives you everything that you're looking for offensively and bringing you back to the defense so long as he's doing that then whatever he may cost you in left field it, it's really going to pale in comparison plus I, I think that uh, while you have a very expensive defensive replacement in Ender Enciarte I, I think that's going to be his role on the team so when you're talking about seventh inning eighth inning ninth inning there could be moments where you have a one or two run lead late in the game and here comes your defensive replacement because you've already cleared Ozuna's spot in the order and he's done his damage offensively so when it really comes down to it last six outs of a ball game I don't think he's going to be out there a lot in, in close games and you just hope that you don't go to extra innings and then lose that bat but uh, that's the risk that you run because you're in the National League. But I, I think when it comes down to it, last six outs of a ball game, more times than not, you'll probably have your best defensive outfield out there, and hopefully he's already done his damage at the plate. Ben, I think we saw some things from Riley last year. While the numbers weren't eye-popping for Austin, I thought the strikeout number going down and the walk number going up were pretty telling. What kind of leap do you think he can take this season? Well, it's, 
similarly to what I was saying about uh, Ronald Acuna. I mean, because we, we, we've talked about these guys for so long that you forget what their age is. And, and when it comes to Austin Riley, he's still only 23 years old. This is a guy who's only had in his big league career uh, really a season and a half um, and, and really not even a, a full season, uh, to be quite honest. He played half a season in 2019, then he had the shortened season last year. So he's never re- really even played a full 162-game season in the big leagues. So the fact that you're seeing – uh, the fact that you're seeing you know, increases in walks, you're seeing better at bats, you're seeing him get a little bit more discipline at the plate, uh, that goes a long way. It tells me that he's still coming a long way. I, I don't expect him to all of a sudden become uh, this offensive wizard and all of a sudden he's got a, a perfect view of the strike zone and, and ultimate plate discipline and he limits the strikeouts altogether. I still think that he's going to be you know, a, a big strikeout guy. But when you're hitting him seventh in the order, and I've got a guy who's batting seventh who could be hitting me 25 home runs a season um, and, and going out there and, and driving in 75, 80 runs. I mean, what a humongous piece to have a lower third of your order. Uh, and it goes back to that original point I made where you just don't have too many outs in this order. You don't have too many places where you can let up if you're an opposing pitcher. Sure, Austin's going to get his strikeouts, but you know you make a mistake and he's going to crush it. And he could hit some humongous home runs for this team. So I, I think that offensively he's going to continue to get better little by little. I don't expect some humongous surge, but I think, like I said with Acuna, when he gets hot, similarly to what we saw him do in August of last year where he hit, what, 285 and uh, had that stretch where he was leading the team offensively, I, I think you could have stretches in the season like that. All the while, I don't think we give him enough credit for his glove. I think he's been rock solid at third base. He's got a good arm. It's a good infield, and, and of all the infielders who are out there, he by far gets the least amount of attention uh, between himself, Dansby, Ozzy, and Freddie. Uh, but I think he's a really good defensive third baseman. So I think he's going to be fine. I think at, at his young age, and especially for what you're not paying him, there's a whole lot of value there, especially for where you hit him in the order, because you're not relying on him to come up and hit the big three run home run the way you are with Freddie Freeman or Marcelo Zuna uh, or even uh, Ronald Acuna. I think whatever he brings you offensively is going to be humongous for where he hits in the order and, and like I said for what you're not paying him a whole lot of value. I want to switch gears and talk about the pitching in a second. Um, I think we kind of have an idea what, what we can expect out of Dansby and Darno's bat is I mean it's really really good. Do you have any expectations offensively and what would they be for Pache? I, I think he's going to be frustrating at times. I think that is, I think that's to be expected because when it comes to Christian, with what he is defensively, to me, whatever he gives me offensively is just going to be great. I mean, defensively, I think he's one of the best center fielders in the league right now. The other day, he had a game where he had a, he drew a walk, he had an opposite field single, uh, he did have a strikeout, but he worked the count, had good foul balls, was fouling off some tough pitches. And what I'm getting at is, while that's nothing that's going to make a highlight reel, I'm seeing him get better and better and better. All he needs to do for hitting eighth is just find ways to get on base. And if that means drawing more walks, it doesn't matter. Do whatever it takes because there could be so many opportunities where he reaches. You could steal second base. You could butt him over with a pitcher. What I'm getting at is there could be so many innings that are 8-9-1 due up, and he's standing at second base with one out for Ronald. Acuna and, and that's such a great situation to be in or even if he's at first base with one out for Ronald Acuna it's a guy who can score on a gapper um, not that I'm all that worried about 
Ronald Acuna's RBI numbers, but just bringing him up to the plate with someone with the wheels of Christian Pache on the base pads uh, is, is such a great proposition to think about. Uh, almost like a, a second leadoff guy. So I, I don't expect him to go out there and, and hit 250. I think he's going to be really fighting hard to be a, a 230, 240 hitter here in his first full season in the big leagues. Uh, but I think you could see him developing as a patient hitter, drawing more walks, finding ways to get on base. And once he's there, he can really be a weapon because he can he can steal bags. But um, he's there for his glove. And any kind of jump that he gives you offensively is going to be huge. I do think he's going to make some, some small uh, progressions forward over the next few seasons and, and eventually be a pretty good hitter. Uh, but I think it, at times you're going to wonder, okay, it, it, when is he going to bust out of this slump that he's in? When is he going to figure things out? Because I think there will be moments where he's overmatched. Uh, but who isn't at that age? And it's a learning process for him. And I think he's such a dangerous player defensively that whatever he gives you offensively is going to be big. Ben, we started the conversation when you said they're better because of the pitching. And mm-hmm. I would agree, at least, especially in the starting rotation where last year was freed and then, you know, pray that Tommy Malone could get four outs and Robbie Erland could get two innings in. But let's start with the addition of Charlie Morton. And you've had a chance to put eyes on him. I've only seen a couple of starts on TV. The numbers are eye-popping with the velo. I mean, he just looks like mm-hmm. Charlie Morton in midseason form. And he, knock on wood, he's healthy to start this thing. He is a huge difference maker. Charlie is just so – he's refreshing more than anything. And we're just not used to seeing guys who are 35, 36, 37 – turning in the seasons that he's turning in. It's a day and age in baseball where if you have a prospect coming along, and he's 21, 22, 23, and he's not really developing into what you want him to develop into, and he hits 25, 26, even 27, and he's still not that guy. So many times we abandon that guy and jump to the next big thing. You know, this guy isn't going to work out. Let's go to the next prospect. We're, current, we're, we're always waiting on Soto and Acuna and Tatis. We want to know who that big 20, 21, 22-year-old phenom is going to be. It's so refreshing, I think, because it's so odd that you have someone take as long as he took to develop. He wasn't a bad pitcher in 9 and 10 and 11 when he was with the Pirates and uh, I mean, he's a guy who was usually hovering around a, a three and a half to four ERA. But you didn't think of him as an all-star. You didn't. You certainly didn't think of some. Uh, you didn't think of him as somebody that would come along in a postseason and and be the guy that you want to put the ball in the hands of. Pitching in the big leagues. To, I remember Don telling me about this, talking about winning and, and evolving as a big league pitcher. It takes time. It, it's so difficult because some guys might do it in 50 starts. Other guys might do it in 100 starts. And and the wisdom that you pick up along the way and how you channel that into what you do as a pitcher, sometimes that can take a while. He didn't win, I think he only won 10 games one time prior to his age 33 season. And then he goes to Houston and everything takes off and he's an all-star at age 34 and 35 and he's uh, getting lots of postseason experience and the guy that you want to pitch and he's done great things with the Rays and the Astros in the postseason here recently to to now he's a guy who's got over 60 innings pitched in in the postseason so while I'm excited about Charlie Morton and what he is and what his stuff is 
I have a hard time not looking ahead to October. I know I'm not supposed to, but I know how important he could be should you get back to October, get back to postseason baseball, because experience on the mound goes so far come October. So I expect him to be really good during the regular season. I think he's going to be good for uh, Soroka and Wilson and any other young pitcher you want to throw in there. But when it comes down to it, man, there's no stage that's going to frighten him. There are no lights that are too bright for him. He's going to get out there and he's going to perform. And when he's throwing 96-97 at the age of 37 years old, uh, I don't know how he's tapped into that, but he's learned a lot and, and he's gained so much wisdom over the last seven, eight years and learned how to pitch, learned how to win in the big leagues. And, and I don't see a single situation that's going to, to shake him. He's the guy that I want out there on the mound. And when I think about him as my number two or three, I mean, I just, that, that shows you how much better the staff is compared to last year. And, and like you mentioned, nothing against those guys you, that you named, but that's what you were rolling with last season. And this is just leaps and bounds better than where you were on the mound last year. Follow the podcast park on social media for live updates as new episodes hit and behind the scenes looks at all our shows. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the podcast park. I want to talk about one of our great sponsors at the Rhodes Group. Yes, my buddy Clayton Rhodes and the Rhodes Group are a proud sponsor of us here at Welcome to Atlanta, and they're also my insurance company. Uh, It was about, I don't know, four or five months ago now that I finally realized why am I paying so much for my home and car insurance? I don't think we realize as the consumer we should be shopping or having somebody in a professional setting shop those rates for us. So I had the professionals at the Rhodes Group shop my rates and they ended up saving me a boatload of money. I'm talking about $2,000 for my home and car insurance. By now, you guys know it's a great time to refinance your home. You see all those rates? Well, you might not know it's also a great time to shop your home insurance. Home insurance rates creep up every year, and the only way to get the best policy and the best rate is to work with an independent insurance agency like the Rhodes Group. Here's the deal. You can get up to 10 insurance quotes in 10 minutes from the Rhodes Group at no cost to you. You want to visit up online, i got a special landing page for you. You can go to roads-group.com slash churnoff. It's spelled R-H-O-A-D-S. Roads-group.com slash churnoff. You can also see the link up at Real Matlana on Twitter. They're my insurance company. They're going to do this at no cost to you, and you're going to end up saving a boatload. The Roads Group is the answer to saving money and getting the best in insurance coverage. Again, the Rhodes Group is the place you want to go. Tell them Matt sent you. Go to roads-group.com slash churnoff. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. 
Well, in, in the like the world of what we expect, if Freed and Soroka are healthy, we have an idea what to expect, and that's saying a lot for those young pitchers, but we have that expectation. It hasn't happened many times, Ben, where somebody comes to the Braves and I can't remember laying eyes on him. I don't remember watching Drew Smiley pitch. I was thrilled to see mm-hmm. his, his last start. The numbers look good, but you're watching him every fifth day. Give the Braves fan an idea of what to expect because I just I don't know. So he, he threw... Uh, yesterday and uh, five innings, he was really, really good and just kept hitters off balance. His fastball away versus right-handed batters was really, really good. Uh, worked the fastball to both sides of the plate. His curveball, I thought, was the best that we've seen it down here. And he just changed speeds a lot and just throttle on, throttle off. And when you're talking about that guy being your five, to me, that's what shows the, the depth and the strength of your rotation. If you're relying on him to be your, your two or your three, uh, okay, he can go up there and have some good outings, but when he's my five and he's capable of, of what he did yesterday in a ball game versus the Rays, that's extremely exciting to me. The biggest issue for Drew Smiley has never been stuff. It has never been uh, consistency on the mound. It's been health. I mean, he's had so many injuries along the way, everything from a labrum to uh, Tommy John to index finger strain to intercostal strain. I mean, you name it, he's had the injury, and that's been his biggest issue is staying healthy. I, 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 mean, I look at his numbers in the big leagues, and he's, he's made 20 or more starts, I think, just three times in his seven-year career. So there have been lots of years where he's been derailed with injury. But so long as he's healthy, I, I don't see why he could not be a guy who goes out there and wins you 10 ball games, has a sub-4 ERA. And maybe those aren't numbers that, that thrill you. But what I'm getting at is is he's, he's a guy who's going to give you an opportunity to win. And he's, he's going to be someone that you know is going to go to the post and give you an opportunity to win. I don't think you could say that last year with some of the guys that, that, that were in the rotation. Uh, you, you were so good towards the top of the rotation with Soroka until he was hurt, Freed, obviously. Uh, Ian Anderson was really good. But it was such a significant drop-off to where you felt – uh, extreme confidence with those guys, only to see when your three, four, and five pitchers in your rotation came up, confidence just plummeted. I think you're talking about a much more consistent approach, one through five in your rotation, uh, to where you know Soroka, once he's healthy, uh, Anderson, Freed, uh, Morton, all these guys are really good. But then there's no big drop-off to Smiley. I, I think he's a really good number five, and so long as he's healthy, I expect him to, to be uh, pretty solid for this team and go out there and give the team an opportunity to win every five days. I'd love to see the results, but I, I'm going to judge him on innings. If he's giving innings, if he's mm-hmm. you know, somewhere in that six-a-game number, that means he is getting the results. And I think, as you point out, for a fifth starter in a rotation or a fourth starter, whatever you want to label it, that's a, very, that's a huge deal. Um, I want to transition to the pen. I know there was some some worry about Will Smith, and and I think context matters a lot in this. Like last season, whether he had symptoms or not, he's on the COVID list early, doesn't start the season on time, didn't really have a spring 2.0 to kind of ramp up. And as the numbers went, they were fine, but the home run ball kind of bit him. Ben, I don't have one fear. Like I I think Will Smith in the back end of this Braves bullpen is going to be similar to what I said about Acuna and Ozzy, where I expect him to have a huge year. I know the numbers in spring training have been eye-popping. Am I making too much of my expectation? No, I don't think so, and, and I don't want to sound you – know, I feel like I'm, I'm giving a rave review for everybody that you name, but that's, that's how much confidence I think I, we all have in this team. The reason is is because of what we've seen. And for Will Smith, that is what I've seen this spring. I mean, I, I've watched him go out there for – uh, five appearances. He's given up one hit in five innings. Uh, not that I expect him to be 
unhittable all season. He's going to go through his lows like every pitcher will, but I think he's going to be consistently really good because of what you mentioned, because of the ramp up. Uh, it, to me, it's no different than anybody else in their job. And for you and I, it's going on the air. And we know the difference in what our body of work would be uh, preparing for a show, preparing for a broadcast, going in there and doing it versus just showing up on the fly, turning on the mic and going. And I used to use that example just because of what we do. And I think anybody could uh, use that example for whatever it is that they do in life. I think it's similar to, to Will Smith. You're used to having a role. You're used to having a proper ramp up in spring training. You're used to having 162 and uh, being able to be healthy and, um, and, and going through your normal progression. He had none of those things last year, not a single one of them. And he's doing all this for a brand-new team where he just goes out there and thrown into the deep end and gave up a ton of home runs. I think he's, he's definitely – um, I, I think he's definitely benefiting from being number one second year in, in with a team, not brand new first season with a team, a proper spring training, healthy, don't have to worry about COVID. Took him forever to get a negative test last season. I mean, to the point where after three weeks, Major League Baseball said, okay, you, you, you're, you're not contagious. Even though you're not giving us a positive test, you're not contagious, you can go play. So that had to be frustrating. So nothing was normal for him last year, not a single thing. So I think having going through that and now having everything normal having everything not the way that you expect it he's the guy that i want getting the ball with the last three outs uh, of the game you got a one-run lead and you're taking on the nats i want him with the ball in the ninth inning i think he and chris martin have both been very dominant to where you say okay you lose shane green you lose mark melanson no problem these two guys are extremely good extremely consistent and i think they're both benefiting from a normal spring training and a normal ramp-up process to where they've not both just been getting the, the job done there they've been absolutely dominant and for will smith the slider is, is so much better right now than where it was last year um it, it's just been a nasty pitch for him this spring first lefties and righties and his fastball is electric and, and he's dotting the strike zone all over the place and getting tons of swings and misses and i think mark melanson did a great job last year but let's be honest you didn't get a ton of swings and misses with mark there's a lot of contact yeah. i i love swing and miss stuff in the ninth inning and that's what will smith has been doing here in spring training and that's why i want him getting the ball in the ninth inning well let's finish up with the rest of the the bullpen as you point out melanson and green gone but i think what we saw at A.J. Minter last year is what we had all hoped when he was drafted at Texas A&M when, when he was getting the lefty Craig Kimbrell comparisons, and he had a heck of a year last year. Uh, Minter, Martin, I assume Matzik moves into a much more important role. Like, that is, that's the group with Will Smith. And then there's always the surprise, right, a Nate Jones or somebody, maybe, heck, maybe Tukey eventually works into a bullpen role. I don't know. But, like, that's the group, right, that we say that's your back end for Snit to feel most comfortable about? Yeah, I think so. And the best thing about all this, uh, when talking about those guys and lining it up to the end of the game, I feel like the last six outs of the game, I don't have any questions with. I think Martin is your eighth inning guy. I think Smith is your ninth inning guy. And over the last few seasons, while they've been winning the division, and maybe not so much so last year because you knew what your bullpen was, and, and since the trade deadline of 2019 when you made those deals, uh, maybe you had more uh, answers than questions. But before that, you you were scratching your head for the last six outs of the game. As it is now, I know where my last six outs of the game are coming from. That way I could sit a building it all the way from the ninth back to your starter i can start in the seventh inning and and if i'm trying to get two innings out of a few guys 
leading back to my starting pitcher, who I hope gives me at least five, and hopefully more than that, more times than not, then, man, that, that just helps out so much. And, you know, Matzik had a rough day yesterday. It's really the only bad day he's had. He just didn't have any feel for anything yesterday, but I'm not too worried about it. It's one bad outing. Uh, you're right with Tukey. He's been looking good. I think whomever wins this spot in the rotation in Mike Soroka's absence could be a long guy. Josh Tomlin got four outs yesterday, and he continues to do pretty well. Um, I mean, you mentioned Luke Jackson, and it, it, I don't, I don't mind Luke in the, you know, coming in right after a pitcher and getting some outs in the sixth inning versus the ninth inning. I think that's a totally different story. Um, and yeah, so you've got some good options, and I think that's the whole point. You've got good options of guys who can get you outs in the sixth and the seventh innings, and I, get me to the eighth because I think Martin and, and Smith have been that good and can, can continue to be that good in getting your last six outs of the game and shortening the game like that really goes a long way. So if healthy, and they're going to have injuries along the way, but you know what I mean. If relatively healthy, if I set the over-under at 92.5, where do you go? I go over, and I'm, I'm, I try to be as realistic as I can with this team. There are lots of years where I just I, I wasn't going to be over-the-top optimistic because I just knew what to expect. I think this division is going to be better. And we say that every year. I don't know how it continues to get better, but teams continue to spend money. But I expect this team to be about a 95-win team uh, because the pitching is so much better. So long as they're healthy, that's my expectation. That's where I would set it. I think this team is a World Series caliber team. And when you start the season uh, and you look around Major League Baseball, I think you have a really easy time at pointing to about five or six teams who have a really good shot at getting to the World Series and everybody else is either hopeful or nowhere close. And uh, I mean, I think you, you could probably, on opening day, you could cut 16, 17 teams out of the mix who probably have no shot. I think the Braves are a team that are. I think they're a top five or six team in Major League Baseball, and that might be being conservative. Uh, but with what they have on paper and with the experience that they have, I think that that can be understated. Lots of teams look really good on paper right now, but what have they accomplished? Uh, I, I think that goes so far. I think back to those Phillies teams in, in 06, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Those teams where they always look good on paper, you knew that they uh, they were a team that had experienced it before. They had that kind of um, confidence where they knew they had done it before and they that, that went a long way I think having that confidence helps uh, a lot and for the team uh, for this team that the Braves have winning the last three seasons the way that they have I don't think you can understate the importance of having previous success uh, as, as a whole and having that chemistry that you have built so to me they're a World Series caliber team and anything shy of being right back in the National League Championship Series I think is an underachievement for this team uh, and, I, and I know you've got the Mets and the Nats and the Padres and um, and the Dodgers and uh, the Brewers. I mean, there's some really good teams out there. But I, I think this is a team that could be as good as anybody, and I think they know that. So uh, I have higher expectations for this team than I've had in probably 15 years, and that's a major statement. We're looking forward to it, Ben. Have a, a great call. And uh, I know Braves country is excited to get this thing rolling. We appreciate the time. You got it, man. Thanks so much, Matt. Guys, thanks again for joining us. We appreciate it very much. Thanks to the great folks at the Rhodes Group. Remember, the Rhodes Group is where you want to go to have them shop your insurance rates, both car and home. They did it for me at no cost. They will do it for you at no cost, and they can save you a bundle of money. You have nothing to lose and only something to gain with the Rhodes Group. You can go to the Rhodes Group, uh, check out their great website. You can go to my Twitter page and find out 
the information there with a landing page right over to find out how they can get you 10 quotes as quickly as 10 minutes. Thanks to Brian Murphy for producing the podcast, and thanks to you guys for making us your weekly destination. We'll talk to you next week on Welcome to Madlanta. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play And we ride on them things like every day Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming And parties don't stop till 8 in the morning Welcome to Atlanta where the players play And we ride on them things like every day Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming uh-huh. And parties don't stop yeah. till 8 uh-huh. in the In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.